Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trek to the Holodeck. And this is our third episode of season two. Woo! Woo! What does that mean? <laughs> it means we're already three weeks into 2021. <laughs> I just like heard you scratching your face. That was the wildest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> hey, everybody scratch your face at the mic. Whatever the opposite of ASMR is, I'm sure that's, that's what that what is. That is. <laughs> This is what the podcast is turned into in season two. <laughs> the the showrunner, you know, we had such a successful first season that the, the studio just said, you know what, you guys do whatever you want. We trust you. You got good relationships with the editor. We got a shit ton of money out uh, of them. You just go wild. Go wild, guys. <laughs> so this is us um, with all the money and no restraint. What is Trek to the Holodeck? What is it? Yeah, like what, if you had to explain it to somebody that didn't know what it was, what is it? Uh, it's a podcast featuring Darius Dillon and Jan, two holodeck Ooh. super fa- three holodeck Ooh. super fans. Wait, which one of us is not as holodeck super fan right now? Uh, We're going to find out by the end of the episode. It's are. an investigation. <laughs> <laughs> We're all going to gatekeep each other like, wait a second. Yeah, you know, like the holodeck? <laughs> Come on, dude. You should know that. <laughs> We're we're the holiday gatekeepers of the yeah. Trek fandom. So, <laughs> if we wanted to go full twenty twenty with it, I'd call us Hollow Boys, but B O I, Hollow Boys, Hollow Boys, the Hollow Boys. I'm smelling some merch. I'm smelling, <laughs> smelling some sick merch. <laughs> um, yeah. What do we do? What do we do with these episodes that we're watching of the holiday? Well, you know, we're we're watching all of them so that we can rate them, I think, and, and rank them. Yeah. Uh, so that we have a definitive list of the, the greatest and worst holodeck episodes of all time. That we can then post onto Reddit and all of the gatekeeper slash super fans can tell us that we're wrong. We could hey, do... Uh, you suck. <laughs> hey, you suck. We actually, we should do that because uh, we kind of have a list now. We kind of have a bit of a list. Um, we should make a Reddit post, but we should also do like a live stream with it too, so that we can get live updates about the, uh, are you fucking dumb? This episode sucked. (laughs) (laughs) So we get some live updates on those comments from Reddit. I'd love to do an, like a summary episode and we just have like little clips or like things that we remember from every episode. Just do do a clip show. Clip show? Clip show? Um, did we explain what our system was? What, what is our system? No, we, we do rank these. We do with? the Drasks, the Drasks system, which is uh, the most foolproof system we've that's mm-hmm. ever been developed. It's so good. It's the the best system. It's such a good system. It really ranks them out super great. It's like a really good system. Um, what does it stand for, Dylan? It stands for dialogue, romance, action. Suspense. That was suspenseful. Uh, and stakes. And camp. <laughs> and camp. No, fuck, I was going to get it. You s- <laughs> God damn, man. <laughs> okay, what are we doing this week? What are, which episode are we doing this week? This week we are doing uh, season three, episode 11 of Star Trek Discovery, Sukal. AKA the Citadel, if you like to call things by the names that were on Wikipedia for too long yeah. before they renamed them. Yeah. The Citadel just reminds me of Mad Max Fury Road. 
and I'm sure that's why they changed it because somebody was like, "Oh, the Citadel." Somebody- Makes me think of Mass Effect. I always oh. think of Mass Effect when I hear the Citadel. Yeah, I always just think of uh, a Citadel, like the the, the uh, military academy in South Carolina. Do you think this is ridiculous? But do you think? <laughs> I'm going to pitch this to Del Taco. Del Taco, you should have your original Del Taco be called the Citadel Del Taco. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. The Citadel Taco. Citadel. That's great. Now I'm imagining like a taco castle <laughs> a made out of like hard shell taco that look like a Citadel with like uh, cheese dripping from it and meat and all that sort of stuff. This has been the longest intro I think we've ever done. <laughs> and this is the kind yeah. of content that you can come to expect with season two of Trek to the Holodeck. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Wait, wait, wait. wait. You, oh, no, you said the name of this podcast before. <gasps> oh, fuck. Bleep it out. to the music. Yeah, okay, bleep it out. Okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on. All right, all right. We'll go Can back. you talk to the editor? We'll go back. We'll go back. Okay. <laughs> this has been the longest episode that we've, the longest intro of the episode we've ever done, you know? And this is the kind of content that you can come to expect on season two of Trek, Trek to the I disengage the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. You know, this came out a while ago. Came oh. out back in 2020. Ooh, feels like feels like years ago. And December 24th. It's like a year so, and a second. It's like 20 days ago. If you've gotten through that long, long intro that we just had, I don't think that we spoiled anything. But I do want to give, real quick, the obligatory spoiler alert. If you have not watched this episode... And you want to watch season three of Discovery. We'll be talking about things that spoil the season. So if you haven't watched it yet, maybe don't listen. But don't blame I'll leave that up to you as the listener. Great job. That was a really good spoiler warning. Um, This week, as we said before, we watched Discovery Sukal, episode 11, season three, December 24th, 2020. Am I am I having a brain aneurysm or something? I feel like we just keep repeating each other. Uh, yeah, I know um, we are. Anyways, before, <laughs> before we move forward, though, I do want to address that we're going to be dealing with some spoilers, uh, some discoveries. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just want to make sure we cover our bases. Just so there. you know, we're doing Discovery <laughs> Season 3, Episode 11, Sue Call, December 24th, 2020. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jan. I realized halfway through saying it that you'd already said it, and I was like... <laughs> It's you know what? I can't stop now, so I'm just going to... No, no. It gives the editor options, you know? It's a thing that editors love. It's just yeah. having a lot of options there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the editor, editors of this podcast definitely doesn't just, like, press play and walk away from the computer and, and, and then, like, come back. She comes back with the signal. That's <laughs> uh, great. Bounce it. Uh, yeah. Who's was written by... It was written by Anne Cofell Saunders who also wrote Pegasus of Battlestar Galactica. Cool. So it's banger. Banger. Yeah. <clears throat> and who directed it, Dylan? Norma Bailey. I yeah. think this might be Norma Bailey's first credit. I Is think. it? 
She's from Winna, uh, Winnetoba. <laughs> I just said Winnetoba. <laughs> Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, you guys cool. know that it's not her. It's definitely not her first credit, but it's her first credit for Discovery. Oh, cool. Now that we're making so much money off this podcast that like, we man. can just like live comfortably and never have to worry about money again. Uh, should we hire a producer? Yeah. Cause like I returned my stimulus check is how much money I make now. <laughs> I was like, I don't, yeah, yeah, I, honestly, yeah. I can't, I can't, yeah. what am I going to do with this money? Yeah. I returned my stimmy money as well. I think we should hire a producer. I was going to say we should hire producers so that we don't have to look this stuff up anymore. We can just be like, hey, can you uh, tell us if uh, Norma Bailey, uh, if this is their first credit? Oh, yeah. Let me check. Oh, yeah. yeah. Norma <laughs> Bailey. Uh, but usually they come in like 35 seconds later. Like, oh, yeah, Norma Bailey. She went to University of Manitoba. Like, cool. Uh, is this her first credit? <laughs> Uh, no, it's not. They're always like in a distance for some reason. No, I love it when they're clo- when like they have, a, they mic have a mic themselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the only reason I want a producer is so I can be like, "Hey, Jeff, can you pull that up? Can you pull that clip up?" Uh, yeah. One second. One second. What? What's the clip? <laughs> oh, it's of the uh, the dog with the Santa hat on. It's wearing booties it. and it slips it. right on here. the ice. You got it. Cool, got cool, it. Cool, cool, right cool, cool, cool. You guys want to watch it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We want to watch it on this podcast. Okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> I put it. I put it up on the screen. Okay, stop it right there. Stop it right there, Jeff. Yep. I love this Sorry. part so, right here. This right yeah, here. If, you're not, if you're not what, if you're not, if you haven't seen it, um, <laughs> the dog with the Santa hat uh, just walked into frame. Yeah, and then it looks directly at the camera, and it's kind of like it looks like it knows what's going on, <laughs> and then it looks away. From, anyways, we're just gonna keep watching. So, it. Uh, okay, yeah, okay. I'm gonna press. I'm gonna press. Play. Hit that. Hit that play button, Jeff. Actually, Jeff, can you pause it real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah pause it. <laughs> Jeff, I told you to fucking pause it. I told you to fucking pause it. Not then. I told you to pause it a second ago, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, actually, can you get the other Jeff in here can, and let other Jeff? You guys don't need other Jeff. I, I can do this. Like, you really don't need other Jeff. I can. I can. The, the great thing about other Jeff is he knows when to pause it and when to play it. It's nothing against you, Jeff. That's what's going to happen once Trek to the Holiday gets a producer. Yeah. We're going to get Jeff money. <laughs> and we're going to get so distracted by talking to our producer. <laughs> Music Anyways. was by Jeff Russo, who Rusty does Jeff. all the, the new stuff. Rusty or, Jeff. I mean, all the new live action stuff. Rusty, Rusty Jeff. Jeff. Baby. I feel like there's just so many fucking guest stars. There's too many. Uh, one of these episodes. There's some that shouldn't be guest stars because they should just be regular. Right? Well, t- yeah, exactly. And technically, like most of the extended bridge crew are considered guest stars, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous. They should be the uh, main cast, right? Yeah, we should know what all their names are. <laughs> yeah, at least. <laughs> By the end of the first three episodes like, of the first season. <laughs> Ian Alexander and Blue Day Barrio should be normal. Like they're, they play Gray and Atira. Like Atira. Yeah. This should be on the Those cast. Characters, I don't know, yeah, don't know why it's guest cast. stars. And at <laughs> yeah. this point, the guy who plays Vance. Uh, yeah. Odette Fair. He should be big because he's there in every fucking episode now. I'm okay he's with in, He's in more episodes than like. Um, <laughs> fucking Detmer uh, sometimes. Than Detmer. <laughs> I'm okay <laughs> with calling Tignataro as Jet, still a guest star. Even though Jet's been around for okay. so long, she jumps on in and out of episodes. So like, I have a, like, a logistical question about Jet because like. Where the fuck does she go? 
Because like, like half <laughs> half the time she's like in in engineering, and the other times she's like in the in the spore drive room, and then the other the rest of the time she's in L.A. At, at and lunch? not Toronto. <laughs> yeah, like what's going on? And especially that an earlier episode they set up like them being like a team, like a cool yeah. engineering team, and then she disappears for like six episodes, and then comes back on one episode. I, here's here's what I think happened. I think. They finished filming this during or near the beginning of quarantine. Oh, and maybe. Because there's a, there's a, this is a little fun little piece of trivia. If you look at the last episode of this season, mm-hmm. there's a scene where like everybody's on the bridge of Discovery and the jet stand in is there for take, mm-hmm. but they do nothing at all to try to cover up the fact that it's. <laughs> The jet stand-in, so it's just the stand-in. It, it's I, I don't know how else this. to describe this. It's well, I didn't notice it either until somebody on Reddit was like, "So let's take. talk about that's not take." Well, you know, you know what it is. You know how Take has the thing where uh, comedians use her Twitter account. Well, she really? just is doing that now with the role of Jet on Discovery. <laughs> it's like, hey guys, uh, I'm Jet on Discovery this week, and hey guys, uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be I'm Take this week. Um. <laughs> Okay, Pat Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> I really wish that they would um, that they would introduce a bar to Discovery, and Tig was just like uh, Jet was basically just like, you know what? I've always wanted to be a bartender, so I'm just gonna go tend bar while the, you guys actually do stuff. <laughs> she could just complain about her back there instead. Um, <laughs> some other guest stars that we didn't mention: Liu and Durbin. Play grudge, queen grudge, the cat. There's two different. I want two of those cats. I want a cat like that. Huge cats. Maine coons is what they're called. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ginny Jacinto, Jacinto, Jacinto plays the monster. Jacinto, Jacinto. Yeah. Wow. She's a professional circus artist and contortionist from Montreal. Was a Cirque du Soleil performer. They got a lot of like circus performers in this episode. I think uh, that's makes a lot of sense for the monster, though. Yeah, I didn't even great. think yeah. that somebody was doing that. I was just like, you could tell, just... you could tell when the monster was chasing, um, uh, Michael? what's her name, Michael, uh, Michael Burnham. Yeah, that it was a person that was playing it because of the way that they jumped and landed and like moved. You couldn't. It had get, weight. You couldn't get like somebody to not to do that with a computer. Yeah. It looked yeah. great. It did look really mm-hmm. good. Uh, it's great. Des- great combination of mocap and design. Absolutely. Uh, I agree. Uh, and the reason I say this episode had a lot of circus performers is because the actor who played Sukal, Bill Irwin, is also a clown. And mime artist. <laughs> and we were talking a little bit about this earlier. When I was looking up Bill Irwin on Memory Alpha, the, the thing that stood out was that he played ham gravy in Popeye. <laughs> yep. And then I, like when Darius is like, we should talk about him some more. I'm like, what? What did I miss? And I Google him. I was like, oh, nothing on Google said this like explicitly. It was like, oh, this is the guy who was the TARS in Interstellar. Yep. And, and I only knew that because I knew he was a clown. <laughs> I didn't know that this guy was 70 years old. He's spry for a 70-year-old, man. Yeah. And clowns clowns are so in their bodies. He he does such a great job. Once I found out 
like who he was and, and all that kind of stuff watching this episode, just the facial expressions and the way that he moves his body and stuff like that did a great job picking up uh, uh, where Saru left off with, because he's, he's not the only other Kelpian we've ever seen, but he's the only other Kelpian we spent a lot of time with, I feel like. And so like seeing him pick up the like hands behind the back as he runs away and like the way he moves, like does a great job. Guys, I have some, uh, late nineties, early two thousands movie trivia for, uh, Bill Irwin. <laughs> Ooh, buddy, hit me with oh, it. Yes. I, I love this Dylan segment. This man unwittingly, uh, uh, Drilled into my brain a a movie quote that I say literally all the time, uh, and it's from The Grinch with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. He played Lou Lou Who, the dad. Wait, of he's the dad, Cindy Lou Who. Yes, I knew and- I recognized him from something. <laughs> I watched that movie so much as a kid, and there's a moment where he grabbed. He's like. He's sliding back and forth on this ladder, throwing letters <laughs> in into the boxes room? in the mailroom because he works in the mailroom. And Cindy Lou who asks something and he slides, hits the point where it stops, grabs something and whips back and says, <laughs> exactly. And then like flies <laughs> off the other way. And whenever I say exactly, that pops into my head. Every time. So this man uh, has been a part of my childhood since... I knew his voice sounded so familiar. And last but not least, Janet Kidder as Osira. Yeah. The big bad, I guess you could say, of the mm-hmm. the season. Yep. I'm, uh, who is, as you probably have guessed, Margot Kidder's niece. Yeah. Related to Margot Kidder, who was Lois Lane in the original Superman movies. Oh, that's so cool. A lot of Canadians in this uh, in this cast. Yeah, <clears throat> Canadians. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Now we get to <sighs> now that we're forty five minutes in. Yeah, we get to bring up our uh, our new ep- our, our new segment, and it's always going to be a new segment. It's never going to be an old segment. It we'll is a in new season segment. six. It'll be it'll be a new segment <laughs> that we like to call this week on. It is a game show style segment where we. One of us or the guest, if we ever have a guest ever again, one of us or the guest, if we ever have a guest again, will try to explain exactly what happens in this episode in 30 seconds or less. But they have 30 seconds. Jan, who's our contestant Yeah, this week? I, so our contestant this week is, and correct me if I'm pronouncing this incorrectly, Dylan Hamilton Smith. Nailed it. Great. You nailed it. Hello. I thought it was Dylan. Yeah, well, you know, it's an easy mistake to make. Don't fucking say that. Don't call me that. <laughs> Sorry. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, I don't have any questions, but I'm ready to to win. I'll hit the timer as soon as you start. Okay, so they open up when uh, Giorgio's gone, and they're like, yay, cheers, Giorgio's gone. Uh, and then they find out that the the... There's oh fucking shit. Okay, so they go to this planet that they get this like this distress call from. They uh they f- <laughs> they find out <laughs> Um I just want to say that Stamets is really sad and pissed that Colbert has to go down to the planet. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep, that's it. Okay. If that was your goal, oh my you did God. it in under 30 seconds. <laughs> I complete. I c- could not string together anything Darius, would that like to actually steal? happened. <laughs> yeah, would you like to steal? <laughs> uh, I will give it a shot. Okay. Yeah, I'm giving you 20 seconds <laughs> for the steal. So they show up at this place and then they, uh, they're trying to get down there because they think there's, there's somebody down there alive. And then they, uh, they, put, they, they beam down, they find this guy named, this kid named Sukal has been there forever. And the, then the bad guy Osiris shows up and basically uh, captures the ship Discovery. And they're stuck down there until they come back in the next episode or the episode after that. Damn. Great. <laughs> nobody banks. Just to be clear, nobody banks this episode. Nobody banks. <laughs> There's a distinctive <laughs> lack of banging. <laughs> I, I think, cannot I think believe that. For me, I'm really happy that I get to do, it's just coincidentally, I happen to get to recap all the episodes where somebody banks. I think that's just really great <laughs> for me. <laughs> um, uh, would, you, would, uh, would you guys recommend this episode based on the holiday content alone? Big thumbs up. Yeah, because it's yeah. half yeah. the episode, more than half yeah. the episode. And yeah. to be perfectly honest, it's some of the coolest holodeck content I've seen. Yeah. Like just visually. Some of them. Very it's cool. probably the highest produced holodeck content we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Looks like a movie. I can say without a doubt. Looks like Looks a movie. Looks like a movie. <laughs> um, like a movie. <laughs> let's talk about some favorite moments. Let's try not to get too... Uh, Let's not try not to go too long because we've already been going for so long. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. Was there a, did we have a, this is Starfleet uh, counter on this one? I did not hear it once. I didn't hear it once. No, I think, I thought, I thought Michael said it to, uh, to um, Tilly. Tilly? When they're like having their bro out. She's like, you can do it. Maybe Maybe. not. My, I, I think she says it one time in the finale. Yeah, okay. I don't think and it it's was there. totally a joke too. It's totally a joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, you brought up Tilly and Michael in this episode, and that whole conversation that they have, while it's great, I have a beef with what they consider a burr and a manufacturing defect. <laughs> um, she calls it a burr and a manufacturing defect, and then we see mm-hmm. it, and it is a rivet. That is not a manufacturing defect. That is not well, a Well, no, burr. but you see, you, you see the rivet, but under the finger behind the rivet, there's a burr. Right? You just have to use your imagine Theater of the mind, Darius. Theater of the mind. That was very obviously somebody took like one of those wooden like dots, painted it silver, and stuck it to the bottom of the chair because they needed it. All, all they had to do is just show a finger pressing harder at the bottom of the chair, yeah, and we yeah. would have known exactly what was happening. They yeah. telegraphed it very clearly. Also, did they not replicate these things? Are there factory uh, defects? There's not replication at the time of Discovery's uh, creation. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. And I'm guessing on big scale stuff, they have to replicate things, small things at a, one at a time, right? So there yeah. could be some manufacturing defects. Have you ever tried to use a 3D printer? That shit fucks up all the time. That's true. That's true. <laughs> and also, like, if they design a program that, like, is 99.99%, you know, even more, like, accurate, but there's a burr in a chair, they're not going to fuck with the code to fix no. the burr. It's like, everything yeah. else is fine? 
we're just yeah. that's it like we really can't like <laughs> what if, if we fix that who knows whatever yeah exactly like, <laughs> really I would call it more of a burr uh, I would sorry. I would describe it as a burr sorry right, man, that is a rivet that's not that's not okay a burr. well I already sent the report uh, <laughs> not to report generally is smaller and uh, it doesn't look like that uh, Philippa is reading the uh, the bug report, the patch notes for for the Shenzhou, and she's like, "They still haven't fixed the the burr." <laughs> it's like, "Well, you keep report, or they, they yeah. haven't fixed the rivet yet." <laughs> it's like, "Well, it's because it's because they they considered a burr. That's never going to do it. Misreporting it. Do it. <laughs> yeah, I think Mary Wiseman especially rises rise, rises to the occasion here as uh, as Captain Tilly. I, I like her. She's her great. Mode, her captain yeah. mode." Absolutely, it takes a lot of uh, a lot of inspiration from Janeway. I feel like in this role. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of captains, um, I had a realization watching this episode with uh, Saru and Michael, and I understand now why they've made Saru look so stupid all the time, and it bums me out because like Michael is clearly way too overqualified to be the captain of this ship. And she always has the right answers, but that always comes at the detriment of Saru. So it always makes Saru look dumb. And it Mm kind of bums me out that they had to use him in order to make, like, to to facilitate her journey to the captain's seat. Because Saru seems like he would know all of this stuff. There's that moment at the end of the the towards the end of the episode where Sue's like, "You have to stay. I got to go back. Like I'm the captain," and Michael's yeah. like, "Nope, nah. You have to stay. Like you got to <laughs> do it." And I'm like, ah, "Fuck." She's right. I really wish that they had done. <laughs> I get why they did that. I get, but I really wish like Dylan said it had gone the other way, where Saru goes like, "As the captain of the ship, I know I have to go back, but I also am the only person right now." Like, but I also yeah. get, like, I also get why they did it that way because it shows that Saru is so close to this and it means so much to Saru that he's not thinking straight. Like, I feel, I've, I remember reading, this is a very facile way of describing screenwriting, but it's like every scene is either, a, it's, a, it's a, not either, but it's, it's a fight, a seduction, or a, a negotiation. <laughs> and, yeah, right. It's very simplistic, but it feels like this scene specifically is that kind of thing where it's like, uh, well, this scene's got to be one of those things. Uh, it's going to be a negotiation. Yeah. Uh, he's going to put his thing out and then Michael's going to put her thing out and then they're going to figure it out. But yeah, yeah, it would like, I feel, I feel like Picard would be like, Hmm, I should be back on the ship, but I'm the best one suited for this. Riker, you're going back on the enterprise. And Riker's like, great, cool. <laughs> okay. So yeah, I, I, that kind of brings up another point about like Gregor just being like, yeah, cool. Sounds good. Uh, on the ship, when Colber is like, I'm going, and Stamets is like, I like Stamets, but sometimes he's a stage actor and it does not translate well to the screen sometimes. And some of his line readings are pretty rough. And Stamets, just as a character, is like, you can't go. Like, I love you so much. I already lost you once. And I had, I had this like old man thing, and I was like, "Can people just fucking do their jobs? Like, just relax, I, everybody. Come on, man. Yeah. Like, can You're, can we just do this our is jobs? Starfleet? This is Starfleet. <laughs> yeah, this is Starfleet. Damn it. Oh, I, I I agree in this. I agree that 
I know why they have that scene in there. And it makes because sense. Because they, they got to they gotta up the stakes too. But like, yeah. we know, I feel like it would have done Anthony Rapp a lot more of a service if it was written in such a way where he like, he knows this is going to happen. Yeah. And he's really sad about it. And he just fucking swallows the pill. It's like, okay. Th- that would have been more like, impactful. I, I, I yeah. like, I like Anthony Rapp, but I do, I agree with Dylan in the sense that either I don't think it was necessarily his stage actorness that that got in the way here, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's an overacting um, yeah situation yeah. where he, this moment would have been played even with the writing that they have already. You don't have to change any of the writing. I think the direction of this of of Anthony Rapp in this moment would have been like, "That's great. I'm gonna do. I want to do another take, but I want you to give me a lot less because yeah, just his." his the reading of this would have been so much more powerful if it was reserved where it was like, I can't like, I can't yeah. lose you again. Like I, I, I literally, I can't like you, you can't do this to me. Like that yeah, kind yeah. of a thing where there's less emotion, even though there's more emotion, you know, like. Yeah. Like we already had the arc last season where he had effectively like PTSD sadness from losing his husband, which totally makes sense. Mm-hmm. But I feel like this iteration of that anticipation of that sadness again would be different. It would yeah. be less. It would just be like, I can't, I, I can't do it again. I just, yeah. I can't. Yeah. It's, and it would have made his, one. <laughs> it would have made his like uh spoiler to the last episode of discovery, his like uh unforgivable, like uh scowl at uh Burnham a little bit more powerful. Cause like, yeah, he wouldn't have done anything. And she would have been like, why the fuck are you mad at me? <laughs> if if he just did his job and didn't say anything. And mm. that would have been such a better boil of tension of like, yeah. yeah. We would and, have felt that betrayal more, but yeah. instead it was kind of telegraphed. Yeah, We're directing the next season of Discovery, just FYI. Yeah, this is a, it's the big Hollow news. Boys direct season four boys. of Discovery. <laughs> <laughs> I just realized the Hollow Boys reminds me of the Style Boys from it, Never Stop, Never Stop. Style Boys for life. That is one of my favorite movies of the past 10 years. I've seen that movie so many times. Uh, we should make hollow hollow boys in the style. You know the, the shirt that they have? It says style boys like a bunch down the shirt. We should make hollow boys. <laughs> a thing I've really enjoyed is how, and a lot of people didn't like this, but I love that this entire season is basically finding out that the reason that the entire galaxy blew up was because a, temper a kid didn't attempt like well not even attempt but just like a sad boy a sad kid and the stakes of this episode are hey we got to figure out how to communicate with this person who's never communicated with a real person basically for 100 year 120 years yeah uh, or else it's going to happen again like this that's it that those are the stakes it's very like extremely yeah. low stakes or like low stakes amplified it's a human situation, and I say human in, in terms of just like sentient beings. Like it is a human story, yeah. as opposed to and they got their cake and they ate it too because they have that Osiris stuff going on. But. Yeah, but it is probably the most Star Trek thing they could have done, right? Like, yeah, was made I think this this interaction was, the most important thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was so happy when that when I found out it was that, and it allowed me to stomach the Osiris stuff. Fine, I was like. Cool, yeah, this is fun action stuff. But I also got the thing that I came here for. So now you guys can do whatever you want. (laughs) 
I like I like this little bit of characterization of Osira they did in this where she's like, you're let me guess, you're this per like you're the ship cheerle morale person. And mm-hmm. like that's a pretty good read, actually. I would have loved to see this character who's really good at analyzing and breaking down her enemies so that may, gives her an advantage. Because like I yeah. the sense that I got through rest through the rest of the season was just like Osira is evil lady. Bad she's yeah. just evil. She's mm-hmm. just how does she evil? She just does She's just evil things. Bad. Yeah. You know what I? You know, speaking of Osira and the the moment that they had with the view screen, you know what I miss about old Star Trek with these new view screens that we have? I miss view screens coming up and like the captain talking, but then you see like the, the Joe Nobodies in the background like doing stuff on the on the computers. <laughs> like, he's just shaking his head like. If you, if you keep talking to Picard like that, he's going to fucking shoot on us. He's going to fucking just saying, God damn it. I've been on guys like five to, ships that Picard has fucked up. I'm just guys saying. Guys that they had to like put in like five hours of makeup, makeup. just to be in the background of like a view screen call. We will never surrender to the Federation. It's like Mr. Worf is like, oh, God damn it. All right. I'm bracing for impact. So what are you doing? I was like, trust me. You want to brace for impact. Uh, <laughs> Captain just said some fucked up shit. <laughs> just trust me. You're going to want to brace for uh, impact. Because <laughs> I would have loved to see some like uh, some some, some green Orion guys, dude. Orion dudes yeah. or, or women in the background just like doing shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I was kind of bummed you never got to see really the inside of that massive honking machine mm-hmm. ever. Yeah, I mean, we don't, we're not talking about this episode, this episode, yeah. but uh, there, I did think that we were in there once, uh, but we apparently weren't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll save it for when we review that episode. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Yeah, um, I agree. That it's like everybody decided to get those Zoom backgrounds because they're like, oh, uh, the Viridian's <laughs> a mess now. right now. Yeah, I don't yeah. want anybody to see. <sighs> I'm just really embarrassed. But <laughs> I'm just really, really embarrassed. Uh, the um, Osira homies' uh, costumes. Uh, very, the dudes uh, who look like space Nazis. They 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 gave me a very uh, um, uh, what's it what's it called from uh, from Voyager? Um, the black and white uh, uh, holodeck program. I don't. Oh, 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 the 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 Captain Proton. Captain Proton. Proton. Captain Proton. They gave me like some heavy Captain Proton vibes. Like, Except they have like the dirt bike color uh, Ray Ban <laughs> yeah. yeah goggles. <laughs> they were weird because like you see the Andorians come on. Like there's a couple Andorians that are like got the guns, and then those guys show up and you're like the full helmets, and, like, like fucking paramilitary yeah. fucking dudes. Yeah, <laughs> I would have loved if like a few of the dudes with the biker helmets had that, but also like little holes for Andorian <laughs> antenna like sticking out. <laughs> oh, that guy's an- that guy's uh, Andorian. <laughs> but yeah they gave me total like 1920s like captain proton or whatever vibes flash gordon style vibes yeah 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 they were they were a little i get i get it you don't want to put green makeup on everybody or blue green or blue might makeup on everybody um that's a lot of place and they probably use the same three dudes to do all to play all those guys too. Absolutely. Give me, give me some white haired mullets with some antennae. <laughs> That's the endorsement. And I will I will say also that, you know, in the last episode, they bring back or is it the next episode? It's the next episode. They bring back that dude from the first episode. Oh, he's yeah. a great actor. Yeah. Uh, he should have just showed up 
in this episode. I know, he right? Have, he should have been the on the boarding party in this episode. I feel like they don't, for as much money as they have, they throw it all at their CG, right? They don't want to do as much makeup. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. It's a pain in the ass to put people in makeup, but this is Star Trek, baby. I want to see some sweet makeup. <laughs> some sweet That's makeup. where the ma- makeup used to be. I also want to see what the some... Klingons are like in this future. <laughs> oh my God. Can we yes. see the changed Klingons again. again? I know They've you guys... regressed. Like, they just look normal, like from they TNG. They look like the original series guys now. <laughs> like, look, they, no, they go all the Discovery, way back to, you to dudes with the long mustaches. You fucked up the Klingons. We get it. But like, you could redeem yourself. Bring them back. <laughs> <laughs> the Klingon facial features are like fashion trends. They change like every 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> but then they go back. They retro. I'm hoping that the guy who plays... Uh, the like the the one Andorian that we talked to is like becomes our Jeffrey Combs, and just plays all the like just random all aliens. The, yeah, any random alien they encounter. Um, the moment where they're on the 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 ship in the Hollow program and they walk outside, um, and it's like the cliffhanger. Colbert's like, Michael, if you can hear us, like blah 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 blah, like. You got to come back. Not Michael, but Discovery, if you can hear us, like you got to hurry up or whatever. And they walk outside along this bridge that's moving along around and stuff. Did anyone get some serious Camino vibes from the prequels of Star Trek, of Star Wars? Oh, Camino. I can see that. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, who designed this? Why are we, why is it like this? Yeah. I was Uh, getting, I was getting like, Doctor Who vibes sometimes, it and then Lord of the Rings vibes like Star sometimes. Trek. Yeah, it's very interesting. And which I think I'm cool it comes. With. I think it comes back to this idea that we talked about a while back about Star Trek doesn't feel like these big over the top set pieces because it's never been these big over the top set pieces because it's an older show. It four three, not a lot of action, like all that kind of stuff. Never it's had a, a lot TV of money. Show. It's a TV show. Yeah. Like, yeah. so when we see moments like this, it's very specifically from Discovery. I we don't even get a lot of them in Picard either, but like very specifically Discovery. When we get moments like this where they're outside and it's a completely CGI environment, I'm like, this is weird. This feels really weird. I I think that I think you're right. It, it does feel different than most things we see in Star Trek. I do appreciate. I felt like the shots were more patient, and we could just see yeah. it more and have an idea of what geography we're looking at, more or less. I lo- I felt it felt very intentional. It had the writing from the book. I think the Kelpian book on the moving platforms. Yeah, and like the runes and stuff. So it's like it was this really is, cool. This is all very like Inceptiony in a way. Yeah, I got like a lot of Inception vibes from, you know, not just the staircases and the Escher stuff, but mm-hmm. also just like this idea that this is a dream world from this kid's now adult's imagination um, writ large and all his weird neuroses and stuff are just like showing up and appearing in, in different ways. Yeah. Uh, so I felt like the design in general was like very thoughtful. I do yeah. appreciate that. It wasn't all rule of cool, which I feel is a lot of discovery stuff. Which totally. rule of cool stuff, the one thing that usually I'm pretty like, if it's like a CGI battle sequence, I'm like, ah, whatever. 
But the one thing that actually got me this time where I did the, oh, it looks like a movie thing, is uh, when we get to see Book Ship, like, really getting weird and, like, oh, it's yeah. flying through those things and it's coming apart and, like, reattaching again. And I was like, that's pretty fucking cool. You got me. That is a cool thing. <laughs> it doesn't like seem that. to, it seemed to have been, like, I don't remember it doing it that much in the rest of the season. No. And I no. felt like that could have been seated a little bit. It sounded like somebody was like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if book ship can like totally morph and stuff? It's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, they were they've, in the room like doing the computer they've the CGI. Talked about it. Like- <laughs> they've talked about it in the past. Yeah. About, okay. Uh, him and Michael have talked about it in the past about the ship morphing and stuff like that. So it didn't come out of nowhere for me. I just feel like, and this is old man Darius, I feel like being like, you're changing everything about what Star Trek is because it's so far in the future that it's starting to not feel like Star Trek. You've changed the transporter sound and effect. You've changed how these ships fly because everything can morph around. Like the the uh, the view screen feels weird, like with these like organic pixels. I don't know. It's just starting to feel less like a Star Trek show and more like generic sci-fi. Like, But what they have, I think they've done a good job of balancing it out now. And I think the next season will be better because they're changing a lot of that stuff, but they put the stupid looking uniforms back in. And I was like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that feels a little bit better. And it seems like they're going to a little bit more of a classic format. So if the things are, I don't know, I think it's a give and take. And they're giving me the good stuff for now. And I'll I'll go the other extreme because we're we're all having different opinions about this. And I feel like they should have gotten even weirder because it's like nine hundred years in the yeah. future yeah. from discovery. And um, you know, we know what rate of change in technology is like right now for us in yeah. the twentieth and twenty first century, how that was so huge, like every decade or so, like every 15 to 20 years, there's just a huge change um, in the way that we interact with the world. And I feel like 900 years in the far future, yeah. um, I feel like stuff should have been way crazier and weirder. They should have know I think they did that a little bit with ship designs. We're like, what would be something that doesn't even make sense to us? Like, what if nothing was connected? Yeah. Like, that That's pretty interesting. Um, but I feel like everything else is actually surprisingly really static. But that's yeah. wireless power. Like, we're thinking about wireless power right now as a, as yeah. a, as a civilization. They should, <laughs> but like I don't know. <laughs> they should have gotten to the future, saw a ship that looks like a bubble, and they should have been like, "What the, the fuck, fuck is that?" Is <laughs> Honestly, that far that far into the future, people probably don't have corporeal bodies anymore. Everyone's living. <laughs> In like the weird the slipstream, like Matrix. Yeah, they just like, show up and there's nothing going on. Yeah, They're like where is everything? Like, I, that we would saved be like the, all humanity, <laughs> but they're all in a Matrix. Big budget practical joke to play on Trek fans, and I as a Trek fan would be kind of pissed, but I would think it was very funny if they showed up. There was nothing except like a little box that's basically the internet where everyone hangs out in this weird little internet. box. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've all transcended. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks for cool. beating control. We transcended. Yeah, we don't need the universe anymore. We live in this little box. <laughs> um, 
Discovery just flies around looking for other species that haven't like discovered warp yet. It's like, hey, we're super advanced. <laughs> it's a whole quarantine episode. It's a whole quarantine season. There's nobody else in the universe. They're flying around, losing their goddamn minds because <laughs> they can't talk to anyone new. Accessing Starfleet Archives. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Per, 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 what? Per. What? 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 Per. You cannot beam down onto Booker's ship. This is Starfleet, Pert. This is Starfleet. We can't just I know, beam but onto I, Booker's I, ship. I gotta go down there. There's so much dilithium to mine. I'm gonna make so much money. <laughs> it no, is on. A, uh, he went. Damn. Okay, I will follow. Oh, oh God. My my transporter's not working. Hey guys, sorry, my transporter wasn't working. Who are you? Uh, I'm sorry, I, I'm looking for a Vulcan. Uh, a, I'm looking. For, I'm sorry, I'm looking for a Romulan named Lopec. No, it it is me. I I am Lopec. You're Vulcan. Lopec's Romulan. Well, yes, Lopec. No, Lopec is a Vulcan, but I am appear. I appear as a Romulan to you. And you appear as a Vulcan. But Lopec, I know, is a Romulan. I'm sorry, who are you? Oh, I'm Tom Space. You're Tom Space? Yeah. You look like a Klingon. Well, I don't have ridges, so how would I be a Klingon? Oh, no, no, no. To be clear, you look like a classic Klingon. You look... You are, you are a man with a, a long mustache. Right, right. Oh, you yeah, look- right. Damn. Wait, hold on. Are we in some sort of... Is this some sort of like hollow program or something? Hey! Wait, so you're. Hey, what are you guys. Who are you? What are you guys doing over there? Yes, who are you? Are you are you a holodeck program? Uh. Yeah, I'm just taking out the extra dilithium cubes in this bag to throw in the trash. Uh, it would seem that this holodeck program is is designed to simulate what it's like to gather dilithium. We are looking for a Pert Lewis. Have you run into anyone by the name of Pert Lewis? He's super jacked, too, so that he can carry all that dilithium. Yeah, Pert Lewis is, is a short, yep. kind of mousy-looking guy. He's a little bit overweight. Okay, Definitely. I'm sorry. Who Who's asking? Who are you guys? That you're... Who? Who are you? This well, is I am Lopec, and this Tom is... Space. What uh, the the human that we are looking for? The human is yeah. uh, guys. Think of think of the person that you respect the least mm-hmm. uh, because okay. of their hey. lack of physical prowess. Okay. that is the kind of vibe that the Pert Lewis gives. Okay, you are a, a large jacked man, human, large that, jacked human being. Yeah. Okay, so there's no I. You guys said that you were my friends, but now I'm starting to believe you're definitely not my friends. Because when you look way different, and I don't know why you look different, because I don't look any different than how I appear normally on my ship. Are you trying and to I'm tell starting... me you're Pert Lewis? Yes. Pert Lewis. Pert Tiny Lewis. The, as everyone what, likes uh, to call ev- him, Pert Tiny everybody Lewis. Everybody else on Discovery calls him Pert Tiny Lewis. Okay, I'm, I'm having a hard time digesting what's happening right now. And well, you are a hollow. You, you do not have to digest food at all. Okay, I'm not. Okay, all right. I'm not a hollow. I am Pert Lewis of Discovery. Yeah, but Pert Lewis okay. isn't, isn't 
jacked. He doesn't have all those muscles. Okay, I have an I have an incredibly rigorous workout schedule, so I'm not quite sure what you two clowns are talking about who are claiming to be my friends. Here's the deal: like, uh, if you were Pert Lewis, then the Hollow Program would have made you a different race, right? Like, the Hollow Program made me an original Klingon without the ridges, and the Hollow Program made our friend Lopek the Romulan a Vulcan. So no, well, actually, the opposite of that. It made would, me of the Vulcan a Romulan. Anyways, why would you just be a normal human being that's jacked if you're? It Pert just Lewis? skipped it, man. It skipped it. It had, it had a glitch. Computers have glitches all the time. I just slipped through the cl- the cracks. It seems to be that the Hollow, if, if you are Pert Lewis, looked at you and thought that this person is so such a little bitch that they don't even they could not even be of the human species. And made you a jacked human because it just did not register. Yes. Uh, Us human beings, we don't like to use the word bitch when when talking about people. Oh, it is gendered. Okay. Yeah. Um, What if it is pert, though? Think about pert. Yeah. Think of pert. Um, That's true. Pert. Yeah. All right. Fuck you guys. I'm leaving. Uh, I'm taking my dilithium with me. And no, you are not taking that dilithium. Pert, we tried to For, get out of here, but we don't have any transporters. Our 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 badges come, are gone. Yeah. Oh shit! I yeah. guess yeah, you're right. And and keep in mind that that dilithium may be unstable. It may have caused the burn. For whoever cares about that. <gasps> I hope I can talking. Weren't? Oh, oh, sorry okay? guys. I don't I don't know why I just puked. I'm not feeling. I'm, I haven't been feeling well either. Honestly. Well, well, there's there are intense levels of radiation. I tried to explain this to both of you before you. Yeah, Lopek, you've been you've been talking about this place, at the center of the burn, for like the last yes. like ten months. Like you figured it yes. out. No one was paying attention to you. We get it. I, I yes, I, I even created this song that had all the the codes and the court all the I I had it and I had it piped into everybody's quarters while they were sleeping. Just to try to communicate this idea, I, I tried everything. I tried every single possible. That's I even. Song. So that was you. Yeah. Yes, that was you. Yes, man. that was me. That's kind of yes. fucked up, man. Everybody's humming that song on the ship. Yeah, and they still didn't figure it out. Well, we're here now, okay? You don't have to hold it against we, us just because well, we didn't. Yeah. We are. To. Yeah. No, I'm not. By the way, I I am very clearly appearing as a Romulan now. This is what a Romulan looks like. No, you're a Vulcan. You're I, a Vulcan. No, well, yes, yes, I thank you. No, no, no. Right now, the thing that they changed you to, you're a Vulcan. For some reason, Vulcan they changed you to a Vulcan. A they changed you, and they didn't change me. Okay, but at least you're it didn't like put me into sort of like a weird, kind of like a like a blackface thing going on with 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 Tom here. What? That, yeah, who are you? What are I'm you just, supposed to be? Actually, he's supposed sorry. to be a, he's sorry, a Klingon. The, the original Klingons, the, the, these Klingons had a mutation. Like they were mm-hmm. mutated to look more human. Uh, back, yeah. if you know your history, back with like the Klingon wars and all that kind of stuff, they were trying to infiltrate humans. And I don't know. Right. I'm kind of getting whiffs of the whole Borg thing here. I don't know about you, Lopek, but. Yeah, I feel like, like maybe maybe he beamed in and he just looked like a human as well, and he, he tried to. You telling me I put makeup like... on? I didn't put makeup on to look like an original Klingon. Look, yeah, pull my beard, pull it, pull my pull my beard. I don't. I, what if it just comes off though? If it's if not, it... see, I'm pulling it. It's not coming off. 
Mm-hmm. Ow, hey, you ow, Pert, you're hurts. super jacked. You you try to pull it off. No, I face. Okay, yeah. Come over here, bud. Ow! Come over here, little guy. Oh. I ripped ah. it clean off. Look at that fucker. Yeah. It looks like a rat tail. I'm bleeding. Okay, well I'm you bleeding. you are super jacked right I'm now, bleeding. though. Pert. That is not normal. You don't Pert know your strength. You'd never be able to do that. No, I would. It's just you wait, guys. When we get back to Discovery, I am going to I I I I can't even I'm going to school you guys. I'm in in my strength. Just watch out. Okay, well, I am going to start looking for Commander Burnham or Captain Saru, and we are going to figure this out. Find a way off of this. Uh, I'm going to go up these steps right here. Oh, okay. I'm going to go down these steps. Maybe Oh, we should probably stick together. What? No, we should absolutely split Definitely up. Definitely split that, up. That's what that's discovery policy, I right, thought. Right, you right. split the party. We should I'm sorry. We should split the party. Hey guys, 100%. look, I can do one handed push ups. I'm gonna stay here and do one handed push ups. Pert would never Pert, be able to do that. He Come would on, not Pert. Pert, Pert well Pert do is that. doing it, so I don't know <laughs> I don't know what to tell you guys. <laughs> Alright, well I'm gonna go such an unrealistic. Yeah. I'm gonna go here I go. Check this place out. Hey, if you were to to describe the vibe of this place as as anything specific, would you what would you call it? Like the type of building that you would call it? Like a castle. Yeah, just think about it. I think I'd call it a sukal. You'd call it a sukal. Yeah. That's, that's the word that just came to my mind. Sukal. It just popped into your head. Yeah. Wow. A sukal. Wow. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll see you later. Oh, the, now the, these cool, steps cool, don't cool. lead any- so holodeck like specific stuff to talk about, I think, uh, is interesting because this is their characters come from a pre holodeck world, right? And so they don't call it holodeck; they just call it like a hollow program because they've had hollow stuff before. Yeah. Um, interesting that they do like normal holodeck stuff though in the beginning to try to be like a computer and program like that kind of stuff you know yeah it's kind of like how everything that we're we know that they shouldn't know mm-hmm. they've done in this season it's like oh you're Bajoran it's like do you know what a Bajoran is because like yeah. every time like how much of the sphere data that. do you read you should, yeah. how much stuff do you know because the Bajorans like, like, don't you guys haven't met the Bajorans yet they're not even a member of the like you don't even know they exist they do yeah. become, I think, a member of the Federation at the yeah. end of Deep Space Nine, don't they? Yeah, but um, they're coming they from the, the original the series timeline. Right. But like they should not know, yeah. Yeah. Unless again, everybody was like super good and read all the reports, like, all right, this is what you missed, nine hundred years of history. Yeah, uh, Saru, fuck. like it's a big book for some reason. He prints it out, it's like four thousand pages and gives it to hey. everyone and is like, You gotta read this. Dude, what the fuck? Lower decks is like <laughs> Lower decks is like, did you get the fucking book that we have to read? It's like, yeah, honestly, I can't I can't even look at it. it just I don't know where to out. store it because we all sleep in the hallways. <laughs> hallways. There's just like a bunch of books in the hallways, just like lining. <laughs> I'm really getting uh, tired. Yeah, I got of it on PDF. I just use I just read the PDF. <laughs> it's easy. I heard there was like exclusive like, content in the the physical copy though at the end <laughs> that you couldn't get in the PDF. That's like might be uh, some intense uh, space knowledge. So just I'm be sorry, careful guys, with did, those PDFs. I'm, I'm not. I'm not doing the PDF. I'm just doing it 
uh, on the tablet. PDF is such an antiquated format. I don't know why you would even try to run a PDF on the tablet. It's like uh, then there's like a guy who walks by and he's listening to it on his thing. Do you remember like audio book guy? Hey, Jeremy, hey, can, can you, you turn you that shut down? Up? <laughs> so yeah, it doesn't. A guy listening to an audiobook all the time on his comm. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah that. That's uh, so um, I, I, in general, I think that the the hollow. I guess like the entire ship is outfitted. Is the vibe that I got with yeah. hollow emitters. Yeah, which I guess and probably becomes standard. Ship. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder. Um, you know, a thing that this season did not address is if the doctor and his hollow rights activism was completely squashed because right. the way they treat hollows is very much like they're not people. Yeah, Absolutely. that dude, the bow tie guy in those previous episodes. Yeah, yeah what happened to yeah. the doctor's uh, that that post? Uh, episode scene that we see in Voyager where they're like mining with mining. tiny pickaxes and they <laughs> I, I, are unionizing. <laughs> and we oh talk about in Picard too, like yeah. the hollow rights seem to not have happened. Uh, like, so I, my guess is they fucking quelled that right out to of work that Really like. <laughs> I need, what I need Star Trek to do is to green light a, uh, you know, Disney's or Marvel's doing WandaVision right now, that like sitcom thing. Mm-hmm. I want a Robert Picardo EMH house sitcom of all the miners, and they go back. It's just a sitcom with it's Robert Picardo playing all the characters. It's, Ro- it's, it's like evil. they call it like Doctor Town or something, and it's just like <laughs> it's a hollow town with all Robert Picardos as the as the husbands. <laughs> and Robert Country Picardo, of doctors. Country. Robert Picardo gets to play like. The weird neighbor and like he gets to play like the two buddy friends that like hang out after work and then like he can he they can do the weird CGI face onto kids of Robert Picardo where he plays his oh own kids. My God. <laughs> Robert Picardo would much. I feel like would do this in an instant. Like That's I feel like I could I could slide into his DMs and be like, Hey man, we got this really great idea. It's like an adult it's swing show Town. that we'd want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, God, I love that so much. Make sure to pay for our Patreon. We'll have Dr. Town, the NX Files. We're going to have so <laughs> many shows. <laughs> oh, since man. we're already at Robert Picardo and Dave Duchovny. Robert Picardo for Dr. Town, Dave Duchovny for the NX Files. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, I think we're in. We are, we are, did we come out of are the archive? Are we talking about we're out of the archive. Stuff? We're in a holodeck now, right? We're talking about the holodeck. Uh, we hadn't stuff. really talked about it. We never said let's go to the archive, but it's most of the episode is holodeck stuff. So yeah, let's just talk about it. I guess. Um, yeah, I I love the the. We already talked about the design and how it looks good. I like mm-hmm. the 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 glitchy. Pro, I'm a sucker for glitchy program jokes. Yeah, like, that was uh, nice. Like excited clapping, and they're like. <laughs> I love their uniforms too. Those old I, school I gonna, new ones. Yeah, I know. I was gonna say once again they designed better uniforms for the. <laughs> the Discovery's had Discovery's had three seasons of sweet uniforms, not for them. Not for them. <laughs> it's so annoying. Because <laughs> I like the color. I love the color get, up top thing. Once yeah. they finally get their uniforms, they're still kind of lame. 
even though I they're love them, they're still kind of lame. <laughs> I love them so much. They're like, they're like these, they're kind of like the TNG dress uniforms where there's yeah. a skirt yeah. action. I, I think that's why I'm so psyched about them because I remember when I saw the TNG dress uniforms and I was like, those are fucky and kind of weird. But now I love them dearly. And when I saw these ones, I was like, these are weird. These my are favorite, really weird. I think and now I'm starting my- to love them. I think some of my favorite uniforms are the um, TNG, first season TNG, where you see ensigns in the background walking through the halls and they're like, everyone just wears a tunic now. It's <laughs> not, women don't have to yeah. just wear dresses. Everyone wears a tunic. <laughs> There's a few, yeah, yeah, I remember that. I love that. I wish they didn't do away with that. And it's like I, the, short tunic too. It's not like long dress tunic. It's, a short it's like one. short tunic. Yeah. <laughs> Very breathable. I, I I'm gonna continue on the uniform tangent, but I when I was watching this episode, I kept thinking to myself, they could have made the regular Discovery uniforms look really good if they just made the blue like black or gray mm-hmm. and then had them do normal colors on the stripes because I actually like the uniforms. It's just their color scheme is just the thing Dog is too. Shit. The thing is too is they would have done that normal colors on the on the stripes and like a full kind of like black or or gray jumpsuit. It would have fit. Yeah. It would have fit more in with Enterprise, and it would have oh, been I like guess you're right, yeah. it would have been the bridge of Enterprise to original series uniforms That's because so Enterprise cool. has the colors. And I think I've said this before, but like at <laughs> one point in Starfleet, did we go from having the colors to doing silver? Gold and bronze <laughs> to back to the colors. It doesn't make sense. It's okay. Yep. It's just a weird point in Starfleet history. We're like, we're going to try a little redesign. And everyone's like, this is like the butterfly switches on Apple keyboards where everyone's like, ah, we hate this. This sucks. Well, because what Go happened back. was operations was starting to get saluted like they were command because no one could tell the difference between fucking gold and bronze. <laughs> Uh, I hate to break it to you, but most Reddit Discovery fans that I've found love the uniforms. Love the uniforms, so and I weird. can't fathom it. I don't know why. I uh, think that Star Trek should have really bright colors, mm-hmm. yeah, and it should just be because it's a six. It, the roots of the show are in the sixties, and it is optimistic and bright. Yeah, the it can best, be sad and bright. Yeah, you know. it can as long as it's bright. That's yeah. just that's just my opinion, man. But like, I love the <laughs> the the pike uniforms. Oh, those uh, are so yeah. good. They're so, yummy, yummy. Um, anyways, all about the uniforms. Yeah. Uh, what did you overall this hollow stuff? I love the design of that creature. Yeah, I was yeah, going to say so the same good. thing. It's the best it's creature I've seen on the show, and it's. I think really, they did really a good, good job. I think we said it with melding. A physical with CGI, like, yeah. I think I think it, they could have gone full CGI with it and just full mocap CGI, but there was definitely some physical stuff there that they. I I, I would be surprised if it was full CGI, full mocap CGI. Yeah. I I don't know if anyone else felt this, but this episode felt kind of Christmassy to me in like a weird way, <laughs> like a did. like a scary Christmas story. And I'm not quite came, sure why. It came out Christmas Eve. Maybe that's what it is. But like yeah. I, that creature feels like a like a um, uh, like a uh, Christmas Carol 
haunt like and like ghost. the old Ooh. Kelpian with like the storybook and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah that feels kind of Christmassy too. Like the elder, they yeah, must have the known elder. it was going to come out on Christmas Eve and be like, we're going to make kind of a Christmassy episode. So it's not here's really. a question uh, about the elder. Um, I guess they have. I know Saru said he's never seen a Kelpian that old. I'm sure um, there has been Kelpians that old at some point in history. So that's how the computer knows what a Kelpian that old would look like. Or did it just extrapolate? Like, well, beard well, on if you yeah, were to age, well, you'd probably do this, this, and this. The reason that Saru has never seen a Kelpian that old is because they were still being called. Once True. their ganglia came this off, is the future. And they were I killed. about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So in the future, they, I think, they're all losing their ganglia and just moving on with their lives. Yeah. Uh, so it's probably pretty normal for Kelpians now to live to their full lifespan. Yeah. Uh, but for him, it's a discovery in a way. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I love Ooh. those moments between the old man and him. I all of Saru's storyline in this, I think, is. Oh yeah, we should we should fantastic. shout out the fact that. Seeing Doug Jones without makeup on is a joy, is a treat. It mm-hmm. is. It feels like a Star Trek thing for some reason. I don't know why, but like seeing actors without their makeup on is always so kind of jarring in a weird way because you never really think about it. So it was like, yeah, really cool to see him. It's just Doug. I, I do. I am a little bit annoyed that the way it's presented, this is the thing about intertextuality or, you know, just like knowing what's going on. <clears throat> as a viewer from like knowing that something is fake mm-hmm. so that the way that it's filmed, you learn something from it. Like basically what I'm saying is the way the camera pans up and is like, and here's what Saru looks like, like, yeah. you know, what's about to happen yeah. it, it in the Star Trek reality. It should be no more dramatic to see Saru as a human yeah. than Colbert as a Bajoran and Michael it's as a, a trill. It should a, just be like, they should just look at Saru and be like, oh, fuck. And they made you a human. That's crazy. That's like, <laughs> that's like oddly like a JJ thing. Cause I, I don't know if I watched this uh, video essay that was talking about his like filmmaking style. And they used the scene from Wrath of Khan where uh, there he's like, it's this huge moment. And he's like, I am Khan. And it's, it's like, like okay. and it, yeah. yeah, and it's like Kirk and Spock don't know who the fuck this guy is. So like, yeah, th- this is purely for the audience. Yeah. And it makes no sense in the story at all. And it's yeah. like hollow fan service in a weird way. Totally. And I totally and put it get in better that. terms. Yeah. Yeah. Or like in, in Force Awakens when they're running. um <laughs> And then it's like, uh, you don't want to go into that one. That's a piece of junk. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then uh, the ship that they're running towards blows up and they turn around and you see it's yeah. the Millennium Falcon. And yeah. But the music does the thing. Yeah. Like, oh, but like we shouldn't, that doesn't. That's for me. That's, that's for the, me. The it's for no, yeah. Exactly. Like Nobody. it's not part yeah. of this movie. It's it's part of this nine movie epic. Yeah. <laughs> I think that what's, that's kind of what bums me out about Discovery just in general is it does sensationalize a lot of moments especially on the fucking bridge, man. Whenever anyone sits down in the goddamn chair, it's like a yeah. a king is being crowned like God. every single time. <laughs> I know. It's like, there's an episode in Enterprise where Mayweather, who is an ensign, sits yeah. in the captain's chair. And uh, instead of like it being a big moment, he's just like, do you think anybody will notice if I fire a torpedo? Like, it's just like a cute, it's <laughs> what also, happens when as like, we know, yeah. <laughs> as we know, ensigns and other people take shifts 
as all being the time. on uh, yeah, on yeah being ahead of the con because not every not the captain can't be there all the time the first officer can't be there all the time like there's there are four of, shifts there are three yeah. to four shifts so. yeah there's a lot of night shift dickheads who are at the con like taking naps exactly. <laughs> sat in that chair <laughs> I, I blame uh, again once again. Let's just—it's fun to blame JJ for all the problems. But the first Star Trek movie that he did, yeah. which is great by the way, it's a it's good very action good. flick. Yeah. Um, but they make such a big deal in those movies about who is the captain. Like, yeah, you're the captain now. You're the captain. You're the captain. And I was like, I don't remember anybody <laughs> in Star Trek talking about who's the captain so much. It's just like, take the con, just take it. Just cool. you're. It's you like take honestly, like honestly, the the us as fans care about who the captain is, but the yeah. ship members are like, who's giving me orders? That's all I really care it's about. Military. Honestly, yeah. we just need to get well, this. We need to get this figured out. Like, <laughs> here's the thing: on Discovery, nobody even does that. They're always like, Asuru's like, let's go in. And everybody turns and looks like, are you fucking insane? And then somebody <laughs> like, else is what does like, Michael no, say? what does Michael have to say? <laughs> uh, Saru, like, what did Michael uh, say? No, I'm the captain. <laughs> yeah, but what does Everyone, Michael think? <laughs> it's crazy, though, because I have never been on a ship like that where everyone gets to put their fucking two cents in. And if I was a captain, I'd be like, guys, I really appreciate your input right now, but we don't have a lot of time, so please just fucking do what I tell you. <laughs> Every once in a while, Data will be like, uh, sir, there's that's there's no critical systems there. And Picard's just like, yeah, just do it, Data. Right. Data's an Android. Data's <laughs> yeah, data just he is programmed to say something like that. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I like, you know, in a work situation, it's good to bring up something like, hey, if we do that, I think it will overload the warp core and yes. blow up. You know, that's the kind of thing you give feedback on. I, I think there is a moment in this episode, actually, where somebody's like, but yeah. wouldn't until he's just like, we'll get to it. And I was like, yes. that's the most captain thing that I've seen anybody do yeah. in Discovery. Yeah, it, was, uh, <laughs> it was when she was like, when we upgraded, we got cloaking abilities, right? And they were like, yeah, but our, sh- our shield, like our sh- we won't be able to jump to, we won't be able to jump while we're. Uh, she's like, Shield we have so many cloaked, problems yeah. right now. Let's deal with one of them at a time. Like, just, cl- just cloak yeah. it, cloak it, yeah. and then we'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> Oddly enough, Tilly's the most captainy person we've seen on Discovery, besides maybe Pike. But even Pike sometimes, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. I think she does actually model herself after Pike because she totally. was such a fangirl for Pike. In yeah. Mm-hmm. Second season. Yeah, and her interaction with uh, Osiris is really great. I'm sure. I think we already talked about it, but. Yeah, we can. We've been all over the place. Yeah. Do you want to rate Uh, this? Let's just rate it. I would just want to say one thing. I really like uh, Burnham's initial red outfit with the hood uh, as the crew when she first shows up on the planet. It's really fucking cool. I love the color red. Oh, what is uh, what did what is what's Adira when she jumps when they they jump onto the ship onto the hollow? I've seen that race somewhere before I feel like no but I idea. don't know what they are I don't remember either but I know I remember it being familiar to Adira what is the name of the episode nah whatever I have no idea Sukal Sukal yeah I don't know what that thing is yeah I don't know <laughs> I would have really they, loved they went it. wild with that makeup though <laughs> I would have really loved it if they would have made a, if they would have made Burnham an original style trill with like the V instead of like the dots <laughs> and not said anything what are about you? it. Uh, I'm the trill from that one episode. Just from that one episode. Not the rest of the trill. <laughs> Just from that one episode. Uh, all right, let's rate it. Let's rate it. Okay. 
dialogue. That's pretty good. I, I like yeah, it. Yeah, it's just there's a lot of it. I think it's still very sincere stuff. I love the all the holodeck glitchy conversation. Yeah. Um th- you're the think- expected input. Yeah, and then like towards the end, it's like they keep asking questions, and then they're like, "All right, are you the expected input, or are we gonna have to kill you?" And they're like, "Oh no, 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 yeah, no, no, we're no, definitely no, yeah, here. We're, we're, we're here to. We're totally. <laughs> that's what we are." <laughs> yes, Colbert jumps on. It. He's like, "I've died however many times." No, yeah, uh, <laughs> I, that was such a great moment too, where they're like, the ship was getting fed up with the questions. The ship was like, "Answer my question." Like, <laughs> you have enough information exposition all right (laughs) no more Uh, details what you're doing here (laughs) i i also love pretty much everything that bill Irwin says of sukal it's so wonderfully childlike but also like really educate like he knows a lot none of it makes sense he's not wise right he's like intelligent but he is not wise yeah Uh, and he he does a really good job of that and again i feel like bill Irwin does a great job playing a child like this yeah adult child basically so good and the uh, weird intonations and the way his like yeah. speech goes up at different places possibly because the hollows were glitching out already and so he learned like right speech patterns that way yeah um uh, yeah, i'm, I'm give giving it a four that. yeah me too me dose fours all around I accidentally gave it a 44 and now it's just, it's canon. Now it's just the best, gave it a 44. the best holiday episode ever, <laughs> ever. Best holiday episode uh, ever. Romance. I, I don't feel, I don't feel any romance. There's really no romance going on here. Zero. Um, There's like a kind of bit of a, an old man crush there, that Saru has. Oh no, we don't. Could we don't see, we barely see any of um, Adira and uh, Gray. Gray. Gray hasn't showed up yet, right? Yeah, that's or, in the next the third episode. episode. The third episode uh, of this okay. three part. Yeah. 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 Interesting Which, stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm not gonna say anything. Action. There's pretty pretty decent amount of action in here. Uh, there's no the like chase. any like classic action, but there's a chase sequence, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's no punching. Yeah. And the people. cutting was was not for discovery, it was I could follow what was going on. Absolutely. Which I have to give props for. <laughs> I did not at any point go like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Michael Burnham didn't feel like she was running up the stairs as fast as she probably could. Like it felt weird in that sense <laughs> for me. I don't know why. I just really noticed. I'm like, did they hold her back? Like, did they not let her run as fast as she probably should be running right now? I, I'm just... <sighs> I like that this is the second time. Didn't you bring <laughs> up? Commented, I was yeah. Her hobbling away. That really long shot. Away. That is like like ingrained in my mind now. Like <laughs> I can't get it out of my mind. That weird hobble. <laughs> that is again for the next time we we should maybe just do that episode next week. Yeah. Didn't we? It might oh, just no. be better for. Oh yeah, anyways. yeah. Yeah. That's the last um, episode. Yeah. It is. Yeah. Uh, um, action. Action. I'm, I'm giving go it a four. I, I was going to give it a three because it's there Same. and the stuff that there is good, is good, but it's not like an a- action-packed episode. You it's know? no Ambu, Ambo-Jitsu, so I'm going to no. go with the three. <laughs> no. <laughs> and Ambo-Jitsu is not even Ambo-Jitsu because it wasn't it's in not the even, holiday. Yeah, you're right, you're right. It's no uh, pain sticks. Suspense. I think there's actually a, quite a big, great deal of suspense in this. That's yeah. kind of what this is. It's a whole mystery. Like, what the yeah. hell is going on here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I think for me, 
this is about as suspenseful as one of these episodes can really get. I think get. so too. I'd give it a five. And I'm going to give it a five. Yeah. Big old five. Like unless wow. they were to do like a murder mystery. Yeah. This is the most <laughs> like a dinner theater. Yeah. yeah. Cause it, the, the whole thing is investigation and exploration and like what's going on and why. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it starts with a question and it keeps mm-hmm. asking more questions. Uh, camp. For me, the campy stuff is all the visuals. Every, I mean, it's actually quite campy, all of it. It's like st- sci-fi tropes on sci-fi tropes. I disagree. <laughs> Dramatic fortress. Yeah, okay. I don't think it's very campy. No? I, I just, think- the, the campiest part to me is the is the hologram, like malfunctioning. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying, Jan. I think the way that I think about camp is more in like the performances and more about like the, the way that things are shot. And this is like, while it is tropey, it doesn't, it feels a little more serious and less like, like if the, the, the monster was goofier, like if it was just kind of weird, I'd probably be like, let's up that camp value, but it's actually really cool and not really like campy and weird. Um, yeah, like they executed properly. It didn't end up looking cringy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was going to well, give, it a, gonna give it a four, but you're giving it a one. I love Ooh. it when this happens. Dylan. I'm I'm going to be the mediator. I'm going to. You go don't have with, to be. You can. No, say you I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with like a two because there are some really campy moments in there that I do like. Um, but yeah. It's not a, a camp episode. Oh, a thing I will throw out there is like, why is the Kelpian book in the shape of a diamond? I feel like having a one hinged book. Yeah. Could, the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that just make like, future. <laughs> we have to make it look either futury or alieny or both. And yeah. that one just didn't make any sense to me. Uh, okay. And stakes. Stakes are basically high. sky high. While also yeah. being super low. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, well, but it's like if you take out the fact that Sukal's tantrums could blow up the universe that's galaxy big stake. again. Yeah. Big stake. Yeah. There are no stakes there. But if, but once that is applied yeah. to it, it's like, yeah, these stakes are huge. And also everybody is dying of radiation poisoning because there has to be a ticking clock in discovery. That's true. Always. Okay. I want to bring up something about the radiation thing. Have they not made fucking radiation suits at this point in time? It's like way in the future. You'd think that they'd figure be, something out, right? This might be, I mean, yeah, you'd think dilithium radiation, they would have figured that out, right? Because they work <laughs> with that shit all the time. Like, that's the shit. <laughs> they haven't figured that out. They just haven't. They, they, they guess, don't. Yeah. yeah. All right. They don't find the stakes until to- towards the end. I mean, the, well, we yeah. feel it. There's the, the whole, but. There are the stakes of the radiation throughout. Yeah, yeah. Yes, that's true. I feel like these Discovery episodes in terms of stakes, because that's like their big thing, is they got to raise the stakes. They're going to rate pretty high, always. Um, I'm going to give it a 4.5. 3.5? Okay. I'm going to give it a 4. All right. Let's, uh, let's crunch these numbers. I think this is going to be in top five, baby. I think it is. Really, I think I mean, we rated that pretty high. Or I mean, maybe we've just been it. doing we've just doing shit episodes lately. So, computer, what's the final score? Calculating two point nine seven. Oh wow, okay. Two point uh, nine seven two. Yeah, 
which Damn. puts it after human error and before author author at number 10. So it oh. does crack the top 10. Wow. All right. I think I probably tanked this. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, you put that Why are you one. apologizing? That's <laughs> why we have the draft system <laughs> to equalize. Uh, and I feel I, like, yeah. I feel like I want to write like a medium article now that's like Discovery unwittingly wrote one of the best holodeck episodes ever. <laughs> I, I, actually, I, yeah. I I go back on what I'm th- what I how I rated it and I go like Oh, but like when I look at it as on a whole, like it is one of the best holodeck episodes out there. It's a good holodeck episode. I mean, we it do should probably be higher it. than top 10, but we give it a yes. <laughs> oh, I do. This is a yes yeah. to watch. Yeah. yeah, definitely a yes to watch. Camp got tanked though. You guys yeah. can't, you, you guys tanked we tank camp. camp. And it had no romance. So that was, it was always going to be true. Behind it had no romance. Yeah. I think maybe the last episode might. Yes, I think that last, might last be the winner. Will rate higher. It needs yeah. to. It needed to throw some more like bad jokes in there, and I would have given mm-hmm. it a higher camp score. I think. I feel like the last episode of the season of Discovery is like what the Drask system was made for, and it's just gonna like <laughs> shatter the, everything. Mid season, they were while they were writing, they're like, "Hey, have you heard of this new podcast? It's got like <laughs> seventeen listeners. It's called Trek to the Holodeck." We're gonna try to yeah. get, we're gonna try to get number one on their Drask system. Well, I thought we all agreed system. we're never doing a holodeck episode on Discovery. It's like no, no. We got some no, really we're doing cool. two. Yeah, we're doing okay. two. <laughs> it's actually the whole plot to the season is a holodeck <laughs> episode. <laughs> it's like the big thing. Oh, man. Well, uh, this has been episode listening. three of season two of Trek to the Holodeck. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, thanks for watching on Twitch if you're watching. Thanks so much for listening to the podcast. You can get this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor, wherever you get your podcasts. Like, mm-hmm. just type in Trek to the Holodeck, hit that subscribe button, and then you'll get new episodes. If you yeah, want boy. to, rate us and give us a, uh, a comment or anything like that. Yeah. Make sure to... Oh. Uh, Check us out on Instagram and Twitch. We post a lot of stuff there. Discord. Cool. Discord, Discord would yeah. be great. Join our Discord. We need more peeps in there. Instagram has our link tree with uh, everything like our Discord and our Twitch and all that stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah. If you like the voice of the computer, it was provided by Verona Blue. Uh, great voice yeah. actor. Thank you, Verona. If you jammed out to our intro music and if you're about to jam out to our outro music... You can thank Artist Bodyline, used with permission from the Midwest Collective, and then Jan threw the little sound bites over the top of it. Mm-hmm. If you want this the bass song, check it out on Bandcamp. And um, as always, um, I've canceled my CBS All Access account because there's no Trek on. So fuck you, Viacom CBS. <laughs> I'm not paying you for your bullshit. But I still have one and I'm still paying you. So Yes. <laughs> yeah. And and also the rest of Star Trek is on there. So we can actually yeah, it's great. If yeah. you if, if it's one of the best if all you care about is Star Trek, best. it's the best streaming option for you. That is very all true. of it is there. Yeah. All of Star Trek is there. With so. that being said, we are in no way affiliated with Viacom CBS. <laughs> this we is are a fan, fan podcast. podcast. Thank you so much, uh, computer and program.
Kane spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 